Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com. And I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. 
I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first, to create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future and love the reflection in the mirror. I believe that every day is a day to grow, learn, heal, and change. That's why I started my company, thinkunbroken.com, which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that I know about how to get motivated, be accountable, get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at michaelunbroken so that I can say hi. I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, for listening and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Michael Unbroken here, and you are listening to the Think Unbroken podcast. Today, I am joined by my guest and friend, Grace, who is on a mission to help people break free of their limitations. Grace, my friend, how are you today? What is going on? Welcome to Think Unbroken. Thanks, Michael. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, me too. I'm happy to have you. So you and I have been connected for, I don't know, two, three years now. I see what you're trying to do in the world and create change. And talk to me about what's going on in your life. How did you get to this place where you're like, you know what? I'm going to go and speak up. I'm going to go and create this, this mission, almost this parlay, like in the same aspect that I'm doing. What has happened in your life to bring you to the point where you've decided you're going to step up and speak out against childhood trauma? Well, it's been quite a journey. Nothing has happened overnight. And it's been quite a few years of just therapy and personal development. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things is seeing really brave people such as yourself walk before me and do the healing, but to go ahead and speak out. And something I've learned is that our deepest pain when we face that and heal that is not only our medicine, but it's also medicine for other people. And it would basically be unselfish to share what we've learned with the world. Because let's face it, I'm not the only person that has been abused as a child. I'm not the only person that has experienced trauma or has faced adversity in my, in, in my life, right? Everyone goes through it. And when it comes to something as niche as childhood trauma, and CPSD. I mean, those can be really tough things. And we often feel like we're the only ones and that we're alone because it really is, it can feel so dark and feel so heavy um, that you almost lose sight of things. You lose hope and you forget that you can carry on in life. But it truly was seeing other people share their stories and seeing that even though they had been through what I had been through, they've been able to go on and create a really beautiful life for themselves. So I wanted to step up and, and really pay that forward. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I love that. And, you know, I, I often tell people, you know, I didn't sign up to be the spokesperson for this. And to be honest, nor do I want the job, but I feel uh, a moral obligation because 
ultimately my goal at the end of the day is to end generational trauma. I cannot imagine a world where in 30 years I'm still relevant, right? Not in terms of Michael as a human being, but as in being a leader in this space of trauma. I recognize on a long enough timeline that that's very implausible, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna start planting the seeds right now. You know, one of the things that often happens is in, in trauma, we lose our voice. We lose the ability to step into taking ownership of who we are. What's that journey and that process been like you for you to go from, dare I say, and I don't wanna put words in your mouth, but this invisible person to the world to stepping in and owning the power as who you are? Lots of healing tons of healing. And I remember there were different milestones that I would hit during my healing, right? Like in the beginning, I was having trouble even sleeping, eating, talking to anyone. And then I got to a point where I was then a functioning young adult and I was able to talk to new people and I could keep a healthy diet and a consistent sleep schedule. Um, but then it started getting into more, right? Where I'm then flourishing in my career, but there's always like one more that I could go or doing well in relationships, but there's always still like a level where I feel like I just can't get beyond. So that's where I really entered into the personal development space. And I learned all about limiting beliefs. And I remember I came across one of my most limiting beliefs at an event, a conscious leadership event, and it was that I deserved it. I deserved to be abused as a child. And I remember for the next two or three hours, I felt paralyzed. Like I could not talk. I just remember sitting there and I could just feel like this lump in my throat. And like the first few words that I could actually get out was to another female that I really trusted. And I could only whisper. I was like, this was what my limiting belief was. And I just remember like in that moment, it was two years ago, I knew even though I wanted to be a speaker and a writer and help people transform their lives, there was still a lot more work that I needed to do. And the more I leaned into that and faced my pains and let myself feel all of the feels that comes along with it, um, from sadness to anger to shame to just full on depression and hopelessness, but then to really hold true to my values of I am resilient, I, I am worthy, I am enough. And it was really just, I was able to help replenish those wounds so that I could come back even stronger. <laughs> That's really beautiful. I, I love that. And so much of this journey, it, it really starts with acknowledgement and not acknowledgement in that you're culpable for the things that have happened to you, because I don't know a single child who deserves to, to be abused or hurt, but but in acknowledgement in the way that, and, and I don't know if this was your journey, but for me, when I finally sat with this shit and I looked at it and I said, wow, some dark things happened to me, there was this incredible sense of freedom that came along with it because I recognized for the first time, like I could step into what's next for me. And so acknowledgement, while is incredibly difficult and probably one of the most difficult things that we will do in the practical aspect of it, it's, I can't think of a better thing that you can do to start this journey than just to go, yeah, some bad things happen. Now you mentioned something really, really powerful. And, and I share this all the time with this audience, probably ad nauseum, but it's so important. You mentioned values and you mentioned your values. When I think about my journey prior to actually really having what I would dare call scale in my life, having better 
just a better emotional connection to myself, it really started with me identifying my values and who I was so that I could create a funnel to move through life. Can you talk about the power of not only identifying your values, but what kind of role those play in your life now? Absolutely. And I will say there's many ways to find what your values are. Um, I, I chose to do that with a medical professional, a therapist, and I also worked closely with trusted friends, such as my grandma. I mean, she really helped me as well. And also coaches, coaches have helped me tremendously. Um, cause sometimes when we look at ourselves and we look at our trauma, sometimes we might have a really dark filter on and we might not be able to see the gifts that we actually have. So if you're struggling with those, I absolutely recommend reaching out to a coach um, and just, just really help helping you be able to see your own light. And so when I did that, I saw that I was actually very resilient and I was determined. And I'm telling you, if you are alive after what you've been through, you also have those as well. And that was really the foundation that helped me go on to not only create my life, but create my identity. And that's the cool thing when you're going through all of this healing, right? You get to learn um, that you are not what other people say you are. You are who you choose to be. And making those choices, I feel, is the most important choice that we can make as humans. And that's just what we decide ourselves to be, what, how we choose to look at ourselves. And so being that resilient and determined person, I now know that whatever comes up in my life, I will handle it. I can set my sights on a goal and I will get there. One way or another, I will get there because I'm determined and I'm resilient enough to overcome anything that that comes up in the way. Oh, I love that. And and when you have your values and use them for the the system in which you operate in the world, you effectively are choosing yourself. One of the biggest parts that that I believe because I speak first person here that I struggled with in my journey that I see my clients struggle with, that I see people struggle with all over the world until they stop struggling with it is choosing themselves. Because often when we step into trying to follow our intuition, our gut to try that thing that we think we want to do as children, um, there's often ramifications on the backside. People say, no, don't stop. That's not how you do it. You're not good enough, so on and so forth. And then you end up in this place where you're 25 years old, 30 years old, 71 years old, and you're like, I don't know who I am. Talk to me about the journey and what that's been like to step into choosing yourself and what was practical for you along the way to be able to actually do that. Great question. So choosing myself, uh, man, for the entirety of my childhood and even my young adult life, I was always choosing my family. And I was just choosing what school should I go to? What career should I step into? How should I act? How should I talk? Right. And I was doing all of that, by all, but also causing myself so much pain because I'm like, I'm living for these people that have damaged me so much where at one point I never knew if I was ever going to be able to come back. So I started really contemplating on that. I'm like, why am I living for people that have hurt me? And if I'm not living for them, who am I going to live for? And I really was only left with myself. And at first that was scary because I think coming out of my own experience, I was definitely a little codependent, right? My identif 
my identity kind of was dependent on on them and who I am. But when I was really only left with myself, that's where I, I saw that I really just have to choose myself. And there were many times uh, within the past few years and where I was just like, well, who am I? Um, and at first that could be scary, right? Because you feel like you aren't anyone, you don't know who you are, but that's also the beauty because you get to create who you are. And once you start creating who you are, you start really getting just a very narrow focus on what it is that you want. And something I've learned and I really, I stick to very well is if something comes up in my life and it aligns with what I want, then I go for it. If something comes up in my life and it doesn't align with what I want, I do not go for it. And so that could be people, places, hobbies, um, thoughts. <laughs> thoughts is a big one. As you know, you always talk about mindset and that's another thing. I think that that's very powerful. But yeah, choosing yourself is just going to provide massive value for your journey. Yeah, absolutely. And and in that, you, I tell people all the time, and actually I got goosebumps as you're talking because like I relate to this. I, I love what you're saying because when, and, and I try to embed that into people's brains. It's like I could shove one piece of information into your brain that would change your life. It would be choose yourself. And Choosing yourself isn't selfish, first and foremost, which I think people get conflated. And I tell people all the time, like the Michael sitting here right now talking to you today is a caricature of the idea of the person I believed I was capable of being. I looked at my life and I said, this isn't who I want to be. So what am I going to do about it? And for me, it was like, no excuses, just results by any means necessary. I'm going to go and become the person that I believe I can be. And in that, I still had to face the lim limiting self-beliefs. I still had to face being stuck. I still had to face blaming the world for my problems, many of which I created. What was it like for you in the in the switch of stepping into choosing yourself while also contending with the understanding that I'm codependent? Because now it's this really interesting juxtaposition while you're trying to remove yourself from other people and step into yourself and you're being pulled in these multiple directions, how do you navigate that? Because I think that's such a common occurrence for people. Oh my gosh. So like you said before, acknowledgement is number one. Hey, what's up Unbroken Nation? Michael here. I just wanted to take a moment and invite you to the Think Unbroken Community Coaching Sessions. We start these sessions at the beginning of every month and we take a deep dive into the baseline and frameworks of what it means to get out of the vortex and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, commitment, and education. You can learn more about this at HealTraumaCoach.com, where you can fill out an application and sign up for a trauma healing call with me or my team to see if the Think Unbroken community coaching sessions is right for you. That's at HealTraumaCoach.com. We start at the beginning of every month. I cannot wait to see you there. And I'll be honest with you, if I'm not the right fit for you, we will help you find the person that can help you on your journey. And I will say that when you are left with yourself and you realize, okay, I'm responsible for everything. And you, at first you're like, okay, freedom, freedom. And then you're like, wait, if I'm responsible for everything, then I actually created a lot of this shit, right? So it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the best pill to swallow because it's really the one that's gonna set you free. Um, you start, you just start seeing what your play is in everything. What kind of patterns are you 
creating? What kind of people are you choosing? What thought patterns are you choosing? And once you start to realize that you actually have a lot more responsibility and a lot more power over your life, you can then really start to take it back and start to have ownership of your life. And from that point, you can really go on to create what it is that you want. But first, you definitely have to take ownership. <laughs> yeah, and, and ownership is a scary word to people because we spend so much time just being okay with the fact that it's somebody else's fault. And so in that, you have to understand something so important that ownership is really about putting your feet on the ground and saying, I am the one in control of my life. Because the reality is nobody breathes for you, nobody lives for you, nobody loves for you. You are the only one capable of doing these things. But so much of that really starts with how you think about yourself in the world. Again, what you think becomes what you speak, what you speak is your actions, your actions then become your reality. Talk about the pendulum swing about the way you used to talk to yourself versus the way you talk to yourself now. Oh my gosh, the way I used to talk to myself. Oh, poor Gracie. I was so mean, especially when I had just come out of my family's house. And that's when I really started taking a deep look at my PTSD and everything that had occurred from ever since I was a baby. And I just was so... I was very critical of myself. I was very demeaning. I was very demoralizing. I was also very self-pitying. Why me? Why did this happen to me? And you know, oh, you're so stupid. Why can't you do this? Right? Um, and I think that part of that was something that I took on from my abusers. And I've got to give myself grace because when you're around that and it's a constant, you constantly hear it, they're going to kind of come into your head as tapes. Um, but awareness, mindfulness, uh, that really was what helped me look at what it was that I was saying to myself. And yoga especially is what helped for me. Um, just doing the poses. And if I couldn't get a pose right, that's where I would start to see like this really critical and negative voice come up and be like, damn it, why can't you do this? But you can't do anything right. Um, but that's where it really taught me awareness where a thought would come up don't just look at the thought, don't get attached to it and let it pass. And the more I did that, the more I started to choose which thoughts I wanted. Like, oh, you're doing great. Okay, this thought can stay. You're doing terrible, that thought can go. I don't want that thought, like that does not serve me. So I'm just gonna let that one go. And it's definitely, it's taken practice, but I went from depressed, anxious, self-hating, um, to now like this really optimistic, grateful, loving person. And it's so much that it just bubbles over and other people feel it too. And I think that that's the biggest gift of healing. It not only heals yourself, but it heals other people around you. So what you say to yourself, how you treat yourself and how you feel is honestly a ripple effect. Like here you are, and you just send out these vibrations. So you might as well make them good ones, right? Because not only are you gonna feel good, but you're also gonna help other people around you feel better. 
Yeah, that, I love that. I love that. The, the vibrations are everything, right? And and you mentioned something, I think, two things really important. One, I touch on quickly. The, the power of yoga was so incredible for me and my journey and many people's journey because it's actually the first time for most of us that we actually have to stop and be in our own body. So when you're growing up in trauma, you're growing up in a cortisol state, you're hyper vigilant, you have fight or flight just always turned on, your body's never at rest, your brain is never at rest. And then yoga, um, it's funny, I, I won't share his story, but my little brother was like, dude, I was in yoga a couple weeks ago and I was just bawling. And I was like, yeah, dude, because you never took five fucking seconds to be alone with yourself. And so <laughs> if you're on the fence about yoga, like it's, I don't think that it's something that should be taken lightly in terms of the power that it has to create change in your life. Um, and the other thing you mentioned was gratitude. Gratitude is so difficult for people to wrap their head around because it's something that right now is very common in the, the, the space of healing and personal development. But I don't think people really tap into the power of it because for me, gratitude is looking at not only the micro wins in my life and going, damn, good job, man. And I try to instill this into my clients and the people I work with, but can you celebrate the big things also? And more so, can you show appreciation of the world? It's really easy to be like grief stricken and look at your life and go, I fucking hate this. The world is terrible. I was there. I raised my hand. Trust me, I'm one of the first people to admit this. But when I started stepping into gratitude in this way, where I was just looking for something to celebrate or be happy about, there was this tremendous change in my life because I recognize it's not always as dark as it looks. What was it like for you to go and step into gratitude? What has that journey been for you? I got to say, I am so excited to talk about this one because this one is like my absolute favorite. And that's why my Instagram name, I am Grateful Grace. Uh, but Michael, I was right there with you a few years ago. I was 19 and I'm just like, my therapist like started gratitude journals. I'm like, what? I have, no there's nothing in my life to be grateful for. My life sucks, you know? So I was right there on the grief train with you, but I just, I forced myself every single night i would sit down and i would find what i was grateful for and it started off as i'm grateful for air and i'm grateful for water you know <laughs> i was so miserable back then oh my gosh but the more i did it and it was like maybe two or three nights in a row where i was like grateful for air grateful for water but then it started to turn into more like okay i'm grateful for i'm grateful for light I'm grateful for the lunch that my grandma made me. And I just, I stuck with it. I stuck with it. And I, I would have to really look into my journals and see how long that first gratitude journal practice was. Um, but I then started to really stick with it. And I tried to do it consistently every single night. And basically I got to a point where I did it almost every single night. I, I, I can't say that it was a hundred percent, but for three years. And it's not the point where like, if someone cuts me off on the highway, I'm like, I'm grateful for you. And I could try to come up with a million reasons why, you know, maybe they saved me from a speeding ticket. Maybe they made me slow down and look at the flowers a little bit more, whatever it is. I just, I now have an abundance of gratitude that no matter what comes up in my life, I'm grateful for it. If something comes up in my life and it's going awry, it's not going the way I thought it should, I'm grateful for it because I know that it's going to lead me down a different path that is going to serve me and my purpose better. And when I started implementing that onto the trauma that I had, that is where it really started to change my life because there was a clinical study. And when people go through traumas such as us um, and such as, you know, whether it's any type of childhood abuse or whatever, whenever you go through trauma, 
your brain is chemically altered, correct? But when you start then attaching a positive reinforcement onto that, that's where you really start to amplify the empathy that you have and the resiliency that you have. And I'll try to get this study and send it on over to you. But that's where I started to notice how powerful gratitude is. See, gratitude is an amplifier. It acts as a magnet. Whatever you focus it on, it just grows. So if you focus it on, I am grateful for my health, guess what? You're going to get healthier. I am grateful that I came out of a storm and I still have a beautiful heart. Your heart's going to get even bigger and beautiful, uh, even bigger and more beautiful. So that's where I started to learn that gratitude is such a powerful tool. And I still use it to this day. I'm, I'm going to use it until the day I die, because I think that that's just one of the best healing tools that I came across in my journey. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And and my I, I fill out gratitude in my journal every day. Today I wrote, I am grateful for community connection and commitment. And I write that frequently because that's such a, a cornerstone of what Think Unbroken is. But community plays such a powerful role in this journey. Connection, such a powerful role. Commitment, such a powerful role. But in this, we're still, we face adversity. We still face not only the adversity within ourselves that we kind of lay out as tracks ahead of us, the adversity from the world, people saying, how dare you? Who do you think you are to talk? talk about this, keep the family secret, the family secret. You have the whole nine, right? How do you push through the, the adversity to be in this position to say, I'm going to have this conversation, whether you like it or not? Yeah, so that's a big thing. And that kind of circles back to choosing yourself. And I was told for many years, do not talk about this. Don't talk about so-and-so, you're going to ruin their life. And I'm like, wait. You almost ruined mine. And the only reason why it's existing is because someone in some way ruined portions of your life and you didn't heal from them because you didn't talk about it. And then you went on to hurt me with it, right? So it goes back to you wanting to heal generational trauma. The only reason why it exists is because someone did not talk about it and no one put an end to it. And I came out of came out of this storm and I did all of this healing and I realized that I now have a ton of courage because I was able to overcome what I did. Um, but then I also developed a very strong voice for myself. And once I started releasing the voice and, and really letting go of the pain, like letting go, by the way, is not just, okay, not going to look at it. Letting go is like actually talking about it and physically letting it go from your body. And the more that you do that, you strengthen your voice, you strengthen your courage, you become fearless. And the more that we do that as the collective, we actually shed light onto these really dark subjects that no one wants to talk about, but only exist because no one's talking about them. So in the face of adversity, and like you said, it does come up. I mean, I recently had a family member reach out to me. And at first I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? You know, I kind of went back to like a typical trauma and panic response. I'm like, oh my God, what is going to happen? What are they going to say? What are they going to do to me? And I took some deep breaths and I, I really grounded myself in who I am and what I'm going to do. And so who I am goes back to the identity, comes back to being resilient and having courage and what I'm going to do is set it free so that I can help others set themselves free.
That's powerful. And and I'm right there with you. And, and one of my superpowers is I, I don't care what people think about me. I'm on a mission. At the end of the day, if you don't like me, I'm sorry. You know, hopefully we can shake hands and, and be in connection with each other and move on. But at the end of the day, I'm on a mission. And that mission comes before everything that anyone wants to put on my way, but especially myself. And so that means that most days I got to put my feet on the ground and say, get this shit done. It doesn't matter. You, ha you have to step up for yourself. You know, and that's such a really interesting juxtaposition of the person that I used to be and so much about um, many people who are survivors trying to understand how to navigate self-care versus taking it easy on themselves. And so I'm very curious because it sounds like we're very on a similar path here. How much of this journey has been you just being like, you got to do this. You got to show up. Stop making excuses. Oh, that's been a huge portion, huge portion. And I will say that for much of my journey, I wanted to choose the easy way. I wanted to choose what's comfortable, what's pretty, what's happy. And that was a trap because when I'm always choosing that, I'm not actually growing. And I, it started getting to a point where I'm like, all right, yes, I'm happy. Everything's beautiful, but I'm not where I want to be. And so I started looking, where do I want to be? And I looked at it, I'm like, all right, I know for a fact I want to be here, but this is the road and I have to go through trenches and it's going to be rocky. And so, sure, I might have some beautiful views along the way, but damn, this is going to be hard, right? Um, but just seeing where I wanted to be and telling myself like there, I have to choose myself because no one else is going to choose me. And in order for me to not only help myself, but help the people that I want to help, I have to go through this journey. So having discipline is something that has just been like, that's number one for me. And I think it's because I'm also like, I want to be a free spirit. But the more I realize the more disciplined I am, the more free I can actually be. And um, just yeah, pushing myself to stay true to my commitments, whether it's, you know, through working out or through with with work and certain kind of trainings, just to get to where I want to be. That's a huge portion is is coming down to discipline. Did you know that you can sponsor an episode of the Think Unbroken podcast? All you have to do is visit thinkunbrokenpodcast.com and there's a little coffee icon down there at the bottom of the screen or you can click the sponsor an episode link and your name will go on the sponsored list for sponsors of the Think Unbroken podcast. One of the things you may not know is that this is an internal podcast. There's no major sponsors. Coca-Cola doesn't sponsor us. We don't get the Joe Rogan endorsement. We're over here trying to create massive change in the world. And I cannot do it alone. And I need your help. So if you have the ability, please visit thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, help sponsor an episode, and we will put your name on the sponsorship list where everyone can see your contribution to the Unbroken Nation. My friend, I appreciate it so much. I want to continue to make these shows and bring tremendous value to your life, to our world, and to the Unbroken Nation, but I cannot do it alone. If you have the ability, please visit thinkunbrokenpodcast.com and sponsor an episode. 
Yeah, so my one of my favorite books ever is called Discipline Equals Freedom by Jocko Willink. Um, and when I read this book, ah, gosh, it must have been five or six years ago is right when it came out. One of the things I recognized about my life is that I was lacking discipline at scale, meaning that I was like super disciplined about everything, time, food, money, energy, effort, people. And, and people look at discipline as this very scary thing until you understand. And I love that you said freedom because the if you take control over all of the little things of your life you show up you hold yourself accountable you follow through what comes on the backside this immense amount of freedom because it gives you the ability to be who it is that you want to be as self-defined by you and while on this journey like so, so much of this is a battle right it is a struggle i'm never going to say it's easy i've never told one person this shit was going to be simple i only said that it would work in time. But sometimes we need to leverage something bigger than us, God, spirit, universe, whatever that thing is that helps us hold on to something. And I don't, I don't go or swing either way on anything except knowing this. Sometimes I put some things in the universe and it comes to pass. Talk to me about what you hold on to and, and, and other things in the universe, God, spirit, whatever it is that you leverage when you need strength, when you need that extra little uh, dare I say, oomph, to get through the adversity of what's happening in life. Yeah, so it's definitely my faith. And yeah, it's been quite a journey throughout the years. Um, in fact, when I first started my healing journey, I did not believe in God. I was, in, or I was angry at God. It always went in between the two. Because I was like, well, if there really was a God, and if he really loved me, then he wouldn't have let any of this happen to me, right? No. It's, it's not about that. I, he sometimes puts you through these storms, these struggles, and he does that so you can learn more about yourself. You can develop new strengths and perspectives, but ultimately, so you can go seeking for him. And so I'm Christian and I'm newly baptized and it's something that has really helped in my healing journey. I became a Christian last year and Throughout that year, I think that that's really where I developed my voice the most because it was through the gift of Jesus Christ where I was really able to set myself free of a lot of the shame and a lot of the guilt um, and just reading the Bible. And I'll, I'll be the first to let you know, like I grew up in a Catholic household. And so I would always balk at the Bible and be like, what? No, that's, that's cheesy. I can't do that. And, but now I'm 27 and I can't wait to read the Bible. I can't wait to read verses from God because I feel like it gives me so much guidance. It gives me the guidance that I have been seeking. And I looked into many different kinds of religions and spiritual gurus, but this is just what worked for me. And just reading the Bible and, and going to a Christian or non-denominational church where everyone is accepting and we're, we're there to praise and worship, but also to learn. Um, and it, it has given me so much, not just guidance, but that has also given me freedom. And it's given me a lot of confidence too, because I no longer feel alone. I mean, it's written right there um, for centuries now that I am a be beloved child of God. And he tells me who I am. And he tells me that he will never forsake me or, or leave me alone. And that's something that gives me power. And the more that I practice that faith muscle, the more fuel I have to chase after my purpose.
Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I'm glad you've had that experience. You know, I, I, I don't actually, I don't know that I've ever really went in depth into this, but I won't right now. But I grew up in the Mormon church and growing up in that capacity, I had definitely kind of the same thoughts as you with like either a God is, you know, not existing or, you know, I'm angry at God or whatever. And, and I don't really have a relationship beyond like I put things in the universe. I do my best and I see what happened. Um, and, and that to me is good enough. But one of the really beautiful things that you said was community and community is so important in this journey, that feeling of not being alone, whether you are in a knitting community or a book community or a, a church related community, or if you're part of the unbroken nation, like being a part of community is so important in this process because yeah. we, spend so much fucking time being like, I'm alone. Nobody gets it. I'm struggling. I'm by myself. But the truth of it is there's 8 billion people on planet earth. There's no fucking way you're going through this alone. Talk to me a little bit more about the power of community and connection and what that's done for you in your journey. Oh my gosh. Well, it's done amazing things. Um, I will say that when I first left my house, Oh my gosh. I, like you said, I was like, I am so alone. And I felt like I really, this, I was the only person that this happened to, you know, I was carrying so much shame, so much guilt, wasn't speaking out about it yet. Um, but also going back to the responsibility piece, I, and I had a very hard time trusting, which I completely understand why anyone would coming out of any kind of similar situation, such as a, an abusive childhood or abusive home. Um, but that was also part of me, right? I wasn't opening up and therefore I was saying I'm alone. Um, but once I got into a much more healthy community and I started receiving treatment and by the grace of God, I, I was able to go live with my grandmother who was kind and loving. Um, but once I started making really smart choices about who to open up to and, you know, it's safe to go to yoga and it's safe to talk to the teacher. It's, it's safe to talk to people that, that exhibit kindness and exhibit like they want to grow in themselves too. And the more I did that, the more I healed. And also the more I started talking out about my pain to other people that would understand whether they had gone through something um, through like the same situation or they had gone through their own struggles, just realizing you're not alone. You're not the only person that feels alone. We all go through it. We all face really tough and terrible things in our lives, but don't let yourself get alienated at all. Um, and I think that that, you know, coming back to some Christianity and what I've learned is that can be an attack from the enemy or Satan is he wants you to make you feel like you're alone. Um, and it's just like all these lies that are put into your head, but they're not true because at the end of the day, you are a child of God. You were, you were created for community. So find the community that works for you. Is it a dance community, a yoga community, business community? You know, it's like, there's so much out there and it's all, it's, it's right there for us. Um, but yeah, community helped me so much. It just, I opened up my heart and was able to not only receive gifts from others, but share mine with them. Yeah, I, I love that. And such a huge part of my journey was being in connection with other human beings who had similar experiences. So I could look for the first time and go, wow, okay, they get it. 
because we feel like other people don't get it. And we feel like we're, we got to carry these deep, dark secrets. And look, I'll be real. I, I tell people all the time, like there's some stuff I'm never going to openly share with you guys. It's just not going to happen. A, I don't think it needs to be said again and B, because you don't need to hear it. But ultimately like being in these rooms and being with people, whether it was men's group therapy or small group therapy, or being a part now and the leader of being the unbroken nation, like that's so incredible to me because we get to come together for something bigger than us. Grace, before I ask you my last question, you know, I want to, I want to bring this up because I think it's really important. As you're moving forward, you are trying to bring the voice of the unspoken to the world. You recently are, um, talk to me about the Miss Colorado pageant. This is a big deal. What is going on here? It's a huge deal. I never would have thought that I would put myself out there in this way. But as I mentioned, I've been doing so much healing and so much personal development. And I'm now ready to stand up in front of many people and use my voice to help empower other people that feel they don't have one. Because I remember what it felt like when I felt like I was the only one and I didn't have a voice. And I just this opportunity came up to run for Miss Colorado USA 2021. And I jumped at it because it's going to be an incredible opportunity to, like I said, just use my voice and help this message reach those who need it and who need to hear that they are not alone and you are not what happened to you and you can go on and create a very beautiful life for yourselves. So that's what I plan to do with the title and to just go around and inspire many people um, that have gone through trauma and are grieving and just, and just need that light that need that voice of hope to carry on and just take another step towards their healing. I love that. That's beautiful. And you have my full support and the Unbroken Nation support. So guys, I'm actually going to put a link in the show notes and you can go check out Grace's Instagram at I am grateful grace. Um, and she has a GoFundMe going so that we can help her support our mission, our mission, guys, you need to understand this about ending generational trauma, because every single person who gets on a stage and talks about this is a person who helps us be one step closer to creating massive shifts in the world world. So Grace is at I am grateful. Grace, I'm going to put the link for her GoFundMe in the show notes. If you can support, if it's a dollar, if it's a thousand, if it's 10 million, please give something because every person who is speaking about childhood trauma is a person who deserves to be supported by our community. So super proud of you, Grace. I absolutely love that. Um, Grace, my last question for you, my friend, is what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Ah, to be unbroken is to be courageous, self-loving, and loving to others, and joyous. It absolutely means to be courageous, loving to yourself and to others, and joyous, because there is so much to be celebrated in this life, and the more that we can move towards that, the more we set ourselves free and help other people. And to me, that's what it means to be unbroken. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Grace, my friend, thank you so much for being here. Amazing conversation. Unbroken Nation, thank you for hanging out, my friends. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I wanna know what you think. Please do me a favor and review 
rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that on Broken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.